Hey there, I'm so pumped to tell you about an amazing new community I've launched called Grief to Growth Circle Community. It's a space for people who are grieving to come together to support each other and for people who want to know who we are, why we're here, where we're going to have those conversations, all the things we talk about on the podcast. So I invite you to join me at grieftogrowth.com slash community to become part of this compassionate crew. The best part is 100% free. And you have access to me in addition to everybody else in the community. In fact, the podcast will be there so you can talk about the things we talk about in the podcast right there in the community. There's also some premium content if you want to go deeper in the work I'm doing, but mostly it's about building relationships and community and about sharing resources and supporting each other. So come on over and check it out. It's grieftogrowth.com slash community. I'll see you inside. Hi there. Welcome to Grief to Growth Podcast. Your host is Brian Smith, spiritual seeker, best-selling author, grief survivor, and life coach. Brian believes that the worst tragedies of life provide the greatest opportunity for growth. Brian says he was planted, not buried, and he is here to help you grow where you've been planted by the difficulties in life. In each episode, Brian and his guests will share what has helped them to survive and thrive. It is his sincere hope this episode helps you today. I'm titling this episode, um, We're All Grieving Now. And you may be thinking, I'm not grieving. I haven't lost anyone because we tend to associate grief with the loss of a person, with the loss of life. But grief can actually come about with any major loss in our life, whether it's a loss of income, loss of a job, loss of freedom, loss of a lifestyle, loss of relationships, you know, those types of things. And right now, frankly, we've all experienced some sort of loss. A lot of us are on lockdown, so we've got a loss of freedom. We can't, we can, some of us literally can't leave our homes. We can't go to the movies like we'd like to go. We can't go shopping and be out with groups of people. We can't go out to eat. So these things are losses, and you're probably experiencing some level of grief. So what I want to do today is talk about why it is we're experiencing grief and how we can deal with grief when we experience it. I'm going to read from my book, Grief to Growth. I'm just going to read real briefly here. I wrote my a definition of grief, which is grief is deep, prolonged mental anguish, intense sorrow, emotional suffering, resulting from a loss, especially the death of a loved one. And grief manifests in many ways. It manifests in shock, disbelief, anger, rage, fear, sadness, uncontrollable crying, a feeling of emptiness, the belief that life will never be the same again, the belief that you will never be happy again, and a lack of concentration. Life feels like it's falling apart. It may even feel like your life has come to a halt. You'll say things like, my world has ended. And you may not be feeling all those things exactly right now, and you may not feel all those things when you go through any type of grief. But I think we're all feeling this kind of a shock. We find ourselves in a situation that we never thought we'd find ourselves in living in America. And we can have anger and, and sadness about it. Many of us have lost uh, income. A lot of us have lost income. Uh, many, some of us have lost jobs. I mean, some people have actually been laid off as, as, as short of a time as we've been on, um, on this lockdown. So we're experiencing a sense of grief with all these resultant emotions. And grief itself is not an emotion, but it's, a, it's kind of a container. It's something that triggers or carries all these other emotions with it. So I want to let you know if you're feeling this way, it's okay. You're, you're normal, and I think we're all feeling it. 
But there's a couple of good things. I mean, first of all, humans are remarkable, remarkably adaptive beings. We adjust to things very quickly. And you may not believe this right now, but we adjust to our new normals um, and we can do it very well as a collective and as individuals. And I talked to a lot of people who have had children cross. And as you know, my daughter, Shana, passed away. And you feel like when it first happens, I can never get used to this. I can never, you know, live with this. And you do adjust to the new normal. I'm not saying that we necessarily like it, but we learn to deal with it. And so I could say over the last couple of days, you know, having gone to the grocery store, the shelves aren't full like they used to be. The first time it happened, it was kind of a shock to me. Now it's not as big of a deal after just a week. Um, I went out to Trader Joe's a week or so ago. And I was thrilled to find choices of bread. I, I thought I'd have to just take whatever they had. I was thrilled to find eggs. I had already adjusted that quickly to the fact that we don't have all the choices at this particular moment as we've had in the past. And I think we'll get those choices back relatively soon, as soon as this panic buying stops. But I'm just giving an example of how we can adjust to the new normal. So be hopeful that, you know, as we go through this, and I have to admit, I had a little bit of a panic the other day when they said we might be locked down for weeks or maybe even months. And I live a very socially isolated life to begin with. It's, it's not a big deal for me not to leave the house for four or five days at a time. But the difference is the choice. I can still go out if I want to. I can still interact with people face-to-face -face if I want to. I can still get close to someone if I want to. When that choice is taken away, that makes it a whole different thing. That makes us feel more like confinement. And I'm going to rely, uh, refer to something my friend Michelle Manette said earlier today. But as a life coach, something that, that or anybody that's in the um, behavioral uh, aspects, behavioral sciences, you kind of know. I mean, humans, we like to, we need hope, first of all. People need to have hope that things are going to get better. Um, and I always encourage people when I'm talking to them to maintain hope because as long as we have hope, we can endure anything. As long as we know there's a reason for the things we're going through, we can literally endure anything. So I want to assure you that there is hope that things will get better. And I also want to assure you there's a reason for the things we're going through. The social isolation that we're doing, there's a reason for it. When you stay at home, you might feel like you're doing nothing. You might feel frustrated. But look at it this way. When you take yourself out of that, that chain of transmission of this virus, the travels from person to person to person, you remove yourself from that chain, you have cut the virus off there. As long as you keep yourself and your family safe, you are doing your job in this global pandemic that we're in. You're doing your part. Your part is to take care of you. And by taking care of you, you take care of the whole. You take care of yourself by socially isolating, by washing your hands often as they're telling us to do, by being careful that you're not transmitting the virus around. Because the thing about this virus is it's not coming to get you. It doesn't have arms. It doesn't have legs. It, require, it requires people to transmit. We can stop it. And we will stop it. Um, the other thing I want to talk about to do while we're in this isolation period is to, again, we're going to try to get back to as normal as possible. People like normal. So you can't leave our houses right now. So what can you do? Well, here's some things you don't want to do. Um, if you have a job and you can start work from home, then continue to work. That's, that's your job. You're getting paid for that. So work. If you are not able to work from home and you're having to stay home, try to maintain some sense of, normal, some sense of normalcy. 
And I can tell you as someone who's worked from home for over 20 years now, these are things that I practice. I still get up early. I do not sleep in, you know, that late. You know, you may not have to get up at 4.30 or 5, whatever time you get up at a normal time. But try to be up at a reasonable hour. Try to maintain a sense of going to bed at a reasonable time, getting up at a reasonable time. Get dressed. You don't have to put on a suit and tie, but put on clothes. Take a shower, put on some clothes, and get, get yourself dressed. Try to find a sense of purpose that you can do while you're staying at home, which, as I said, that in itself is a purpose. So understand that if you're on the couch watching Netflix and you're not out, then you're actually doing something good. So that's fine. But um, if you can, there's so many opportunities now. If you bought a guitar like I did and you haven't picked it up in a couple of years, get on YouTube and take some guitar lessons. Um, there's a channel or there's a uh, website called Udemy, U-D-E-M-Y.com. Go there, find some courses, maybe even get a certification, um, you know, become a life coach, you know, something like that. Um, there's a site called Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R. Uh, I went to learn.fiverr.com. And actually over the course of the last week, I took a course in doing voiceover work. I'd already bought the course before, but I was like, I've got some time now. Let me go ahead and take that course. So do something productive in terms of making, you know, improving your skill sets, if that's something that appeals to you. Or, you know, read some books, read some self-help books. It might be time to catch up on your reading, things that will improve your, um, improve yourself. So as I say, get up, get dressed, find purpose, find something to do. Um, so, you know, maybe work kind of a normal schedule. Um, what I'll do, I get up first thing in the morning, I take a two-hour or a seven-mile walk. So I'm continuing to do that. That gives me outside. I'm fortunate I'm able to do that where I live in Cincinnati. At least so far, I'm allowed to go outside. So I do that walk and then I come back and I work for, you know, a few hours. And then, you know, you can reward yourself by watching some TV. You don't want to be too hard on yourself during this time. This is also a really good time to relax and reflect and to go within. Since we can't go out, literally, we can't go out. This is a time to go within. So I have actually doubled my meditation time. I'm doing more meditation. I'm, I'm sometimes doing two or three meditation sessions a day. I'm kind of taking this as a little bit of a meditation retreat. The other thing I want to say, you know, a lot of times we're on vacation. Um, let's face it, we drink alcohol all day long um, because we're on vacation. Alcohol is a depressant um, and alcohol actually also interferes with your sleep pattern. And what you want to do right now is you want to keep your energy up. You want to keep your sleep uh, in regular patterns. So I would encourage you, don't, be, even though you might be tempted to, you got a lot of time on your hands, don't drink alcohol all day long. Um, cut back on the alcohol as, as much as possible. Keep it reasonable. If you like, normally come home in the evening and you have a drink or two, you know, that's okay. But let's not, you know, take this time to start binge drinking. It's not, it's not good for your immune system as well or either. Um, the other thing, and I've said this before, but limit your news. Um, it's important to stay informed, but I watch news all day long, most day, not all day, but I turn the news on a lot during the day. I watch it in the morning. I watch it when I take my lunch break and I watch it after, the, after I have dinner. Uh, I'm limiting the amount of news I'm taking in right now because frankly, there's so much bad news out there that I just don't want to bring my energy level down with that. So I'm staying informed, but I'm going to encourage you to limit the amount of news that you're watching. While you're in your house, We've heard about this virus and how we have to be so clean and everything and wash our hands, which we should have been doing anyway. 
And I didn't as much as I should, I admit that. But while you're in your house, um, also know these things. Uh, I saw an article this morning about food safety because I was concerned about the restaurants delivering food to me and what if the workers are sick. Educate yourself on the actual facts here. And uh, I'm not going to go into detail with this, but I'm just going to say it's safe to order food in. The other thing is the virus um, lives very short time on most surfaces. Uh, from what I've been able to see, about three days at longest on surfaces. So it's great to keep your house clean and everything, but you don't have to be obsessive about it. When you leave the house, when you come back in, wash your hands uh, before you touch your face or anything. Wash your hands thoroughly. You know, wash your doorknob on the outside because you've touched that coming in. I go straight into the bathroom and I wash my hands when I come back in. Uh, the groceries that you picked up, they've been touched by other people. Those surfaces of the outside may be contaminated. But again, the, the virus can only live on those for a few days. So after, you know, three days, those groceries, the packaging even, I should say, is safe. Um, in my particular case, we haven't had people in the house for a week other than my daughter, Kayla. So we had several people over last weekend, but anything that they touched last weekend, those viruses have died off if, if they were here at all. So I'm just saying when you're in your house, you can feel safe when you go out, take precautions. When you come back in, you know, clean yourself. I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not giving medical advice here, but I'm saying after a couple of days, if, if it's a surface that the virus might've been on, the virus is gone. This virus is actually pretty weak like most coronaviruses are. Um, it can't stand a lot of sunlight. It can't live outside of a host for very long. So while we want to be very, very cautious about it, we also don't want to think this thing is like around the corner ready to jump on us. So that's about 15 minutes. I wanted to go about 15 or 20 minutes a day just to give you some, some advice about the grief that you might be feeling. Um, I deal with grief on a, on a, on a daily basis with the, the clients I deal with and having gone through the transition of my daughter. So I know a little bit about this and what, what you guys are going through. And you may find yourself surprised at some of the emotions you're having, but I want you to know, let you know that they're perfectly normal. I want to let you know there are things that you can do to give yourself some control and also a sense of purpose. And I also want to let you know there's a lot of hope out there. So I encourage you to look for the hope and read the, the good articles. Uh, I've seen some really good articles that give encouragement. I actually wrote one the other day um, where I summarized seven good news things about the coronavirus. Um, I can tell you this virus is probably going to be with us for a while. Uh, it's going to be a bumpy road for the next few weeks or months. Um, but we've had pandemics before. We've gotten a handle on them before. And life will return to normal at some point. And frankly, I hope we don't go back to the way we were. I hope we learn some lessons from this. I think there are a lot of lessons for us to learn. I'll go into those in another episode. So be well, and I will see you soon. Well, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I want to make it really easy for you to reach me. So just send me a text to 31996 and simply text the word growth, G-R-O-W-T-H. In fact, you can right now just say, hey, Siri, send a message to 31996. And when Siri asks you what you want to send, just say growth. You can do the same thing with OK Google. Thanks a lot. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to Grief to Growth. Brian hopes that you find this episode helpful and will come back for future episodes. Brian's best-selling book, Grief to Growth, Planted Not Buried, is a great resource for anyone who is coping with grief or knows someone who is. If you enjoy the podcast and would like to support it, there are three things you can do to help. The first is to share the podcast with someone that you think it will help. The second is to go to iTunes, rate, and review the episode.
The third way you can support the podcast is by becoming a patron. Head over to www.patreon.com slash grief to growth. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash grief, the number two, growth, and sign up to make a small monthly donation. Patrons get access to exclusive bonus content and knowledge that you are helping to spread the message of grief to growth. For more about Brian and grief to growth, visit www.grieftogrowth.com. Hey there, if you liked this episode, come on over and talk about it. Let me know what you liked. If you didn't like this episode, come on over and talk about it. Let me know what you didn't like. Go to grieftogrowth.com slash community and look for talk about the podcast. I'll see you there.